We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. focusing on idol number 23 okay I'm gonna give everybody a few minutes to sign in and I'm gonna play a little bit of worship music this woman is in Nashville Melanie Halsey and she lets me play her music I'm so thankful thank you Jesus Well, while everybody's signing on, I want to pray this morning for one of our team members. Her name is Kathy Bidwell. Uh, She has a grandson that she takes care of. He's special needs, and he's uh, having some problems this morning. So let's pray. Lord, we pray right now that you heal Andrew, Lord. That you heal him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And Lord, we rebuke the devourer. We rebuke the devil off of this child in the name of Jesus because the devil's out to steal, kill, and destroy. And Lord, you're out to give life. And so we pray that you heal this boy. In the name of Jesus, we lay Andrew down at the foot of the cross, Lord, believing you to heal him. We thank you that by your stripes that he is healed. Give Kathy rest, Lord. She's dealt with this all night, Lord. Give her rest today. In Jesus' name. We just give that whole situation to you, Lord. And then there's another friend of mine, Lord, that I want to pray for today. Uh, Her husband had a heart attack last night. And um, I want us to pray for... Her, let me look, her name has slipped my mind. Let's see. 
It sure has. I'm sorry. Hold on just a moment, Brad. Krista, that's it. Krista, let's pray for her, her husband. He got out of the hospital last night, but that is what he had. He had a heart attack. Lord, we pray for her husband, Harlan, Lord, that you heal him and that uh, you restore his heart, Lord. Heal all the ventricles, all the veins, everything that has blockages, Lord. Heal his life all the way around. Heal his body. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we put that family at the foot of the cross today. Believe in you, Lord, to move in that family. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, bride, today we're focusing on item number 23. Can you believe we've only got 17 days left? It's going to fly by before we know it. And what an honor it has been to go before the throne every day on behalf of the bride and to repent to the Lord and to ask him to have mercy upon the church. It's really been an honor. It really has. Well, today's idol is our own self, our own image. The body of Christ worried about their image before others, concerned about the eyes of others, concerned about their reputation more than God's will. They are vain and ate up with image online with excessive pictures, etc. Today, we're focusing on the God we have created out of our own self. We have become the selfie generation and the all about me people. We have built ministries about building the person up and elevating the man instead of encouraging man to go low in servanthood and to die to his flesh and become more like Christ. We have become so me-focused that a new type of church is arising called the emergent church to where it does nothing but build up your flesh and tickle ears. God help the church. Considering the self-idol, we repent, Lord, for worrying more about our own image than obeying you in this hour. We are worried about being rejected by man and by standing up for truth, and we repent for this. Help us, Lord, to not care about what men think about us over what you think. Help us, Lord, to use our social media to be witnesses for you and not our sexy looks, tattoos, our beautiful face, body, our possessions, etc. Help us to draw attention to you and away from us. Help us to be shining lights and beacons to the world. And when they see, uh, let's see. I lost my spot here. And when they see our virtual self, it will send them to you. Help us, Lord, not to be vain. Help us to see that we are full of pride and needing affirmation from man. We repent of this. We repent of causing others to stumble based upon our vainness. We want to be salt to people. Help the bride to know that we must represent your image and not our own. Yes, people see our faces, but it must be more of you that they see and not of ourselves and flesh. How do you know the difference? Does the picture have lust on it, pride, or can they see Jesus shining through? Many of our profile pics is a sure sign of where a person's heart is. 
What image are they reflecting to the world? Help us to reflect yours, Lord. Amen. Well, today we are focused on being vain and focused on self. So I would like to read something. This is really good on this website. The definition of vanity is having a lot of pride or conceit in your appearance or achievements. It also means worthless, emptiness, or something without value, just like life apart from God is nothing. Saying you're a Christian but living in rebellion is vanity. Competing with others and living for riches is vanity. We must be on guard from vanity because it can easily happen. Mirrors can be so evil and harmful at times. They can have you coming back repeatedly to see yourself. Well, Bride, I would say the same about selfies. Selfies can be addicting too. You look in the mirror for hours and you idolize your hair, your face, your body, and your clothes. And men idolize muscles. It is so easy to idolize your body. This person says, I've done it before, so I know. Be careful when it comes to mirrors. Remember, God is the creator of all, and he made us and gave us different abilities. We are never to boast or be prideful about anything. As believers, we are to always remain humble and be imitators of God. Being conceited is of this world. Chasing worldly things like money is meaningless and it is dangerous. And if you have been dealing with vanity, repent and seek the things of above. Uh, these are just a few quotes, but this one's funny. It says, many people would be scared if they saw in the mirror not their faces, but their character. Ouch. Knowledge without humility is vanity. When blessed with wealth, let them withdraw from the competition of vanity and be modest, retiring from ostentation and be the slaves of fat and not be the slaves of fashion. The human heart has so many crannies where vanity hides, so many holes where falsehood lurks. It is, is so decked out with deceiving hypocrisy that it often dupes itself. So yes, Lord, help us to not be uh, vain with our looks, vain with our appearance, vain with our material things, Lord. Okay, in Proverbs thirty thirteen, there is a generation. Oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. Proverbs thirty one thirty, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Proverbs twenty one four, haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked are sin. Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. First John five twenty one. Little children, give keep yourselves from from idols. First Corinthians ten fourteen. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. First John two sixteen. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but it is from the world. Remember, we focused on that the other day on that Bible study about uh, man-pleasing. Romans 12, 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. James one twenty six. If anyone among you thinks to be religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, his religion is vain. Ecclesiastes four four. Then I observe the most that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. 
but this too is meaningless like chasing the wind. Ecclesiastes 5.10 Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. Job 15.31 Let him not deceive himself by trusting what is worthless, but he, for he will get nothing in return. Psalm 119.37 Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Yes, Lord. Okay, and then Galatians 5.26 Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, valuing others above yourself. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. And now let's study Second Timothy 3. Alright, let me get my little man here set up. Remember, on my other phone, I use the YouVersion app. So we're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let's scroll here, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Okay, let's start here. Let me get my glasses on. Hallelujah. Let's pray real quick. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, for correcting your church, correcting us, your people, uh, for helping us to keep ourselves grounded and understanding, Lord, what is the truth. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to repent that you have given us a chance for mercy and grace. And we give you honor today, Lord. We put you in your place. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you teach us this morning through this Bible study. And examine our heart, Lord, because the word says that you are the one that examines the heart. And we know and recognize, Lord, that our heart is deceitful. Our heart is deceitful. We cannot trust the heart. So go down in there today, Holy Spirit. Pluck up those roots of lust. Pluck up those roots of jealousy and anything else that would cause us to be vain today, Lord. And help us to be overcomers like you mean for us to be. So, Holy Spirit, have your way and teach us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we are in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And remember, I like the King James Version. The King James Version, because I did a study in Bible college about, um, I did a Bible college, a Bible study about King James and how the Catholics tried to kill him like four or five times when he wanted to print a version for the average man. So I respect you. Hey, would y'all type on here and let me know if you can see me because this other lady told me I'm hung up. Type on there, yes, that you can see me. That way I know it's not hung up. Good morning, Magda. Good morning, Penny. Uh, good morning, Miss Belinda. Let me know if you can see this video. Because she says I'm hung up. Let's see here. Can y'all see me? Let me know if y'all can hear me and if you can see me, okay? All 
All right, Bobby says he can hear me. Okay, Belinda says we're back. Okay. Okay, all right. Well, I will press forward then. Okay, let's start in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Here we go. This know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce, breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Pause. Bribe, when you look at this, have you ever, 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 I mean, I'm turning 50 this year, all of you that, you know, are older, have you ever seen this to be more true than it is today? This is the most accurate description of mankind today, if I have ever seen it. This whole section right here. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's an idol, bride. Because that word that the Lord gave me for 2018 says, You love your image so much you're going to die by that image and see it throughout eternity. But that's what he means right here. Lovers of your own selves. Because we are created in his image. We should have died a long, long time ago. When we get saved, truly, truly saved, we die. The old June night does not exist. You can bring up my past all you want to. And I can just look at you and say, Hallelujah. That woman died such a long time ago. And now I've become this woman that the Lord has made. Uh, this is not somebody I would have ever been on my own. He gets all the glory absolutely because when you get saved and you surrender it all to him, you die. And see, that's where this emergent church, I keep trying to teach y'all this, but the emergent church is focused on building you up, building that flesh up. Please don't build me up. Show me where I need to change. I need to grow. I need to mature. If, if you keep me on the milk, and that's what those type of churches do that are so self-centered and self-focused, they're keeping them on the milk, and those people never mature. And they're going to end up just you know, going to hell, sucking on the milk. It's not doing them any good. But men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, homosexuality, bestiality, uh, if y'all don't know that bestiality is in the Supreme Court right now being considered, they don't talk about it. I found out about it when I went to Washington, D.C. I found out from the intercessory prayer groups. Yes, it is a bill before the Supreme Court right now about bestiality. 
They already made it legal in many other countries, like Canada. And this is where, and then on top of that, then you got pedophilia. I mean, this list could go on and on. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Remember, bride, I told you, this persecution that's coming to the church in such a great way. You are literally going to see the evil in people's eyes because they are going to hate the good in you, the purity in you, the truth that you stand in, the image of God. That is who is going to be persecuted. If you have your own image, why would they be mad at you? You're feeding off the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You're doing what everybody else is doing, exalting yourself. So you're one of us. Be your own individuality. Just don't represent Christ, please. Because I don't want conviction upon my life, and I don't want you around me. If you're going to stand up for the truth and stand up for the Bible, because I want to be my own self, rebellious, unholy, boasting and proud, blasphemer, disobedient. All right, let's keep going, bride. We are on verse number five. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Oh, bride, that is the emergent church. Having a form of godliness, like when you go there, you know, you'll see a cross somewhere or, you know, they'll say in the name of Jesus, a form of it, but denying the power thereof, the blood of Jesus, the power thereof, from such turn away. Let's keep going. Or of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive, silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and ever able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. All right. Paul's right there, Brad. That right there. They resist the truth. They do not want to know the truth. Why? Because they have selfish gain in their heart. They have selfish motives in their heart. They want the money. They want the power, the prestige. But they're reprobate concerning the faith. What does reprobate mean? Reprobate means you put over to your own vainness. Your own silliness. Put over to your own crazy thoughts, crazy thinking. Reprobate mind. Like the Bible says about people that operate in homosexuality. He puts them over to the reprobate mind to where the life that they're living, they think is so okay and they excuse it on every side. He's like, okay, I'm just going to give you over to yourself. Just live the way you want to live. That's a reprobate mind. All right, let's keep going. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, 
as theirs also was. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that was in there. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Wow. All right, let's keep going. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me, yea. All right, let me pause right here, Brad. The emergent church that focuses on self are not persecuted. They, the ones that are standing up for truth are greatly persecuted because people do not want to hear the truth anymore. Like right here, it says right here. Men are such lovers of their self that they don't want to know the truth. So get ready, bride. I pray, if nothing else, through these Bible studies that you are hearing the cry that the persecution is coming and you need to get ready to die for his name. This is the hour that's coming upon us and it's going to come from the emergent church. The persecution is going to come from our own people. And this is how it was in Jesus' day. It was his own people that killed him. Just watch what I'm saying, Brad. Let's keep going. Live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. All right. Right there. Look at that. And all that will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Look at your life. Are you suffering persecution? If not, something's wrong. Something is wrong. Because everyone that lives for Jesus suffers persecution. Why? Because we look like him and we're representing him and people can't stand him. Okay, so, and then it says, But continue thou in the things which they have learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. In other words, know in your heart that God is who he is. And also, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, wax worse and worse. Which are they, bride? Yes, they are. Today, more than ever, they are waxing worse and worse. Evil men and seducers, false prophets, false teachers that are seducing people over to this emergent church, over to this feel-good gospel. That is seducing. Seducing spirits. Doctrines of devils and seducing spirits. Alright, let's keep going. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for Bam. reproof, for Bam. correction, for yes. instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Bam! In your face, devil! Right there is the truth! All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. 
That is what the emergent church is doing. They are doing away with doctrine completely. They are blurring the lines of good and evil. It is pitiful what's happening out there. The Bible is for reproof and for correction. We need to be in a church where we're being corrected. Where we're being molded and shaped. Where we're being brought to our own reality and brought to our out of our stupor. See what I mean? The world puts us in a stupor. It causes us to believe things are normal when they're not. Because this is normal, the Word of God. So the truth is in here. It's not out there. Why would we want to go to a church that is out there? That is led by the worldly concept. That is the emergent church. We need to be in a church that is teaching truth right here in verse 16. And is profitable for doctrine. We have got to have good doctrine. And for reproof, for correction. We need to be corrected. The word of God is a correction. And for righteousness. What is righteousness, bride? Right living. Yes, this book will cost you everything. It will cost you. The gospel is not going to just build you up and be all positive. It's going to tear you down, tear your flesh down, so that he may rise up. Let's keep going, Brian, because this is getting good. We're going to go on to chapter 4. We're in 2 Timothy, uh, verse 3 and 17 right now. It may be moving over to chapter 4. Here, yeah, it is. Okay. Second Timothy 4. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, <laughs> exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Come on! For the time will come when they will not endure sounder doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they... Heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. Come on. Right there you heard it in chapter 4. That is what the emergent church is doing. Doing away with the Bible, they'll be up there preaching, and it's mostly just stories. They are about experience. Remember in my research I showed you that is what the Pope is doing to partner with all these churches. is by experience and justice. Not the word of God. So it says right here. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. And exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Until I started studying the ecumenical movement, I never appreciated doctrine before in my entire life. Now that I see what is happening out there, because, Brad, let's picture this Bible, okay? This is the Catholics, and this is the uh, <clears throat> Protestants. Years ago, it was just the Catholics, right? 
But then they was telling people that you have to go through them to understand God, and then they would preach certain parts. Well, then here comes Luther, Martin Luther, and he nailed the thesis on the wall, and he said, look, it's the justification. The blood justifies us. We don't have to get into heaven through works. That doctrine alone cost hundreds of thousands of lives. That doctrine works Jesus see idols no idols uh, false doctrine true doctrine so all them years they've been separated then we have the King James Bible now we have the English word so that we can understand the word for ourselves we don't have to go through a priest we don't have to worship the Eucharist worship Mary we don't have to pray to all these saints, you know. We have Jesus, the one and only, okay? So, then, it back in, uh, let's see, 1999, the Catholics and the Protestants come back together. And they form this, like, one-world belief that we're doing away with the justification doctrine. Let's just do away with doctrine altogether. And let's everybody just come together. Well, then now, the Pope has formed with all these other Pentecostal churches, the biggest ones in the country, and now they're doing all these big unity events across the country to tell everybody, let's the body of Christ is coming together in unity, but it's false unity. They are blurring the lines of doctrine. It's a doctrine of devils and seducing spirits. That's what it is. All right, let's keep going. We're in chapter 4. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Mm. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Oh. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Oh. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Yes, Lord. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, oh. and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, now, Brian, did you just catch on to what happened? Isn't that sad? Now, here's Paul saying that his friend that he loved very much left him because he loved the world more than the gospel. I encourage you, church, about this day that we're focusing on our own self, the God of self. You know, like I said, we've got to go low. We've got to die to ourselves. Let God arise Okay, but we're going to lose friends because they love the world more than they love the gospel. And remember, bride, we cannot love anything or any person more than we love this word, more than we love Jesus. He has to come first. And even with Paul right here, he sounds like he's grieving. You know, when he talks about losing it, we do grieve. But we fight for the eternal. We don't fight for temporary pleasures. 
We fight for the eternal reward. He says right here in the previous verse about standing before the righteous judge and he will receive his crown later. That is the point of Christianity. The tree of knowledge of good and evil wants you to satisfy yourself and your flesh today. Be vain. Worry about yourself today. Uh, it's all about you. Your image. Okay, this is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's death and it'll send you to hell. Over here, tree of life. Die to yourself. Let God arise. Be working as an evangelist. Go out there and helping others. Uh, be a servant to all. Give. Be generous. Give. Love. Pour yourself out. It's not about you. It's not about uh, your image. It's about God and his image. And your crown will be later. See, see the difference? Now. Mine. All mine. I want it now. I want to be satisfied right now. Over here, long-suffering, meekness, self-control. I will get my reward later. I'm suffering now. I'm being persecuted now. Over here, everybody loves you. You're so well accepted because I don't feel conviction. Over here, get away from me. I can't stand what you stand for. I can't stand Jesus. I don't want to change. I don't want to be around you. I love the world more than I love you. More than I love God. See? It's the persecution on this side. But this is the tree of life, bride, on this side. And I'm telling you, I feel the fire of God right now. This is what is about to hit the church. This persecution that's coming, we're going to have to choose this tree. The tree of life. We're going to have to hold on to it even if it kills us. Martyrdom is coming very, very soon. And we're going to have to stick with truth even when persecution arises from our own people. The very friends that leave us, the emergent church, the ones that are, that are working on their self, satisfying, satisfying their self-pleasures, just like it says right here in the first part of chapter 3. Men shall be lovers of themselves, covetous, boaches, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and all that. Okay, well, let's keep going. Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. And Tychicus have I sent to Ephesus. The cloak that I left at Troas with Coppus, when thou comest, bring with thee. And the books, mm -hmm. but especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou aware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. Mm. At my first answer no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Okay, so he's saying, I have lost greatly. I've had many people leave me. I have been persecuted. He is telling them he's being persecuted. Let's keep going. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Come on now. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Salute Prisca and Achilla, 
Amen. Okay, so that is our eternal reward, bride. And I'm going to end here today. That is our eternal reward. We live for eternity. We don't live for the temporary pleasures of today. We do not live to satisfy our flesh because remember too about our heart. Your heart is deceitful. You cannot trust your heart. And when people say, well, I want to love this girl because I'm lesbian. I want to love her because why would God not tell me I can love someone? Because your heart is deceitful. You cannot trust your heart. What if my heart told me I wanted to sleep with this married man? Oh, I love him. We talk every day and I'm so passionate about him. And how can you tell me not to love him? If my heart tells me I love him, I should be able to love him and do what I want to do. No, you cannot. Tell your heart, you shut up. You flesh, you will die. You go low because you are not obeying the will of the Lord. And you got to force yourself to walk in the truth, bride. You got to tell your flesh what to do. You tell it, I will not talk to a married man i will not as a matter of fact i will not talk to any man you know being single i will preserve myself for my future husband that's how you do you tell yourself what to do you don't allow your heart to even go there so you don't open the door to sin you don't open the door for temptations like that you see what i'm saying all right, let me give you a few more scriptures. Jeremiah 48, 29. We have heard of the pride of Moab. He is very proud of his loftiness, his pride and his arrogance, and the haughtiness of his heart. Isaiah 3, 16 to 17. The Lord says, The women of Zion are haughty, walking along with outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes, strutting along with swaying hips, with ornaments jingling on their ankles. Therefore, the Lord will bring sores on the head of the women of Zion. The Lord will make their scalps bald. In that day, the Lord will snatch away their finery, the bangles and headbands and crescent necklaces. In other words, if you're using all this jewelry to draw attention to yourself and causing men to lust, the Lord may take that from you. That's what that scripture is saying right there. Jeremiah four twenty nine through 30. At the sound of horsemen and archers, every town takes to flight. Some go into the thickets, some climb up on the rocks. All the towns are deserted. No one lives in them. What are you doing, you devastated one? Why dress yourself in scarlet and put on jewels of gold? Why highlight your eyes with makeup? You adorn yourself in vain. You lovers, your lovers despise you and they want to kill you. Okay, 1 Corinthians 4, 7. For what gives you the right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as if it were not a gift? In other words, don't put any of this above the Lord. Give God the glory. That's basically the key to all this. Give God the glory. And remember, bride, I've been teaching you that... Everything that we have is not ours. I pray that you see that. None of your clothes are ours. He may want you to give them away. Your furniture is not ours. Your house is not yours. Your car is not yours. Your children is not yours. Your husband, your wife. 
your job. Nothing you have is yours. That is pride that tells you, oh, look what I have done. I have got a doctorate now. I have a, all these accolades. I have done this myself. I have got this big, beautiful house and this, all these nice cars. See, that's pride. That's boasting in yourself. Give God the glory. God, I give you praise that you gave me a master's degree and you gave me a doctorate with your own self, Lord. You did that for me. I give you glory for that. I'm the first one in my family to ever do that. It's amazing. See what I mean? Giving God the glory and not taking the boasting of all of it for myself. See what I mean? So today, let's uh, work on ourselves not to be vain and not to be focused. And what I meant on my Facebook page when I said you can look at someone's profile picture and see uh, like what the, where their heart is because you will see when you look at profile pictures where their heart is. So let's try not to be vain today, Brad. I got to get off here and get to my team uh, so we can get on this and pray for it today. And I pray that y'all have a good day. Let's pray real quick. Lord, I pray for my friends today and for me, Lord, that you would take the vainness out of our hearts, Lord. Pluck those out by the tentacles. Remove that vainness in our heart, Lord, that pride in our heart remove it out of us lord uh any jealousy vainness um where we are prideful and worried about our image take all that out lord reveal it to us today lord each person how we can come out of this idol remove this idol out of our hearts and out of the church today lord we thank you and give you praise for exposing this today and revealing it to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen to my dog back there. Listen, I let her out uh, before I did this video, and I don't know what's wrong with her. So let me take care of her and then get to my group. All right, love y'all, bride. Have a good day.